Welcome to the Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media and brought to you by www.15rounds.com, the worldwide leader in boxing news. Also, Abrams Boxing PR Media Broadcasting, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. Also, check out www.abramsboxing.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, as well as M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter and Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. What's what's happening? We're here live. Uh, I don't know why we're getting some. I don't know why we're getting some feedback. Hold on. I'm here with my good friend. Oh, that's, that's why. I see. Well, I'm here with my my good buddy Ray, sweet baby Ray Flores, who's in Las Vegas. Who'll be calling the action this Saturday night live? The big heavyweight title fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Uh, Ray, what's happening? A lot of energy is happening here in Las Vegas, Mark. We're two days away from Wilder Fury number three. The trilogy will be completed. Nothing bigger than the heavyweight championship of the world in Las Vegas. Honored to be a part of it, but honestly, really looking forward to Saturday night. The entire card is stacked, my man. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into the entire card for a minute. It's been a, a pretty cool week so far. I've been watching uh, all the press conferences. You actually hosted the undercard press conference today. I saw you hosted the uh, the uh, fighter grand arrivals. What, what what have you gotten so far from being at the grand arrivals and yesterday's press conference between Wilder and Fury? Both guys are focused. Both guys are focused and dialed in in their own way. Tyson Fury is a comedian. He likes to be jovial. He likes to try to get under the skin of his opponent. Deontay Wilder, he's locked in. He is so mentally and spiritually in the best place I've ever seen him in the course of his career. He is very much focused, but also he's relaxed. He has a sense of calm about him, but also he knows that he has to be a dangerous man on Saturday night to up and Tyson Fury in order to recapture and become a two-time heavyweight champion of the world. Both of these guys, without a doubt, the winner of this fight, Mark, will be the best heavyweight in the world. And I am looking forward to what I think is going to be the best fight out of the trilogy. Absolutely. Um, You uh, were at both fights. Obviously, the second fight was at the MGM Grand, where you are at now. Um, 48 hours away, I guess, maybe ring walks in between 50 and 51 hours away. Thursday night before big fight. What's the atmosphere? What's the ambiance out in Vegas? Is, does it yet have that, that major fight feel, or do you think we'll start getting that more tomorrow? I think we're starting to get it because people are flying in already. You know, people were flying in this afternoon. I mean, obviously, I was here early in the week with the grand arrivals, as you so eloquently pointed out. But, you know, a lot more people are coming in today and even later tonight. And we have the weigh-in tomorrow. So, obviously, that's going to be when – Mostly everyone in the media is here and TV production people are in the house. So I'm getting that vibe. I started getting that vibe around three or four o'clock today after the undercard press conference. That people, more people are coming in. They're making their way here to Las Vegas and they're settling in for what I think is going to be a tremendous night of boxing on all accounts. Um, the trainer change. Uh, Malik's got in. Mark Breland out. Uh, JD's, I guess, is probably taking a little bit lesser role because I guess Malik will probably run the corner on Saturday night. Yes. What do you make? What do you, What do you make of all that? 
the thing is, is I know people were talking about, oh, how come Deontay Wilder didn't get a more high-profile trainer, you know, like a Freddie Roach, like a Robert Garcia, or go down the list of the amazing trainers. Here's the deal. Deontay Wilder loves familiarity. And at the end of the day, Deontay Wilder needs somebody in his corner that he can trust. Someone that when they speak to him, when they give him instructions, he has the confidence in them to be able to go out and do what they tell him to do. He has that with Malik Scott. I've known Malik for many years, as have you. And Malik Scott is a student of the game. He studies nonstop. And I'll tell you, yeah, a Philly guy, exactly. Malik, what I've heard in training camp is that Malik will tell Deontay instructions and Deontay executes it immediately. There is such a trust in Malik Scott from Deontay Wilder. And bottom line is this, Mark. Everyone talks about the high-profile trainers. Well, at the end of the day, those high-profile trainers got to where they are because somebody took a chance on them, and they were successful at the highest level. For Malik Scott, Saturday night, that could be his opportunity if he leads Deontay Wilder to his second heavyweight championship run. And I think it could happen because there is a chemistry There is this bond that they have between each other. And Malik knows Deontay's strengths. And he's programming him to be the best Deontay Wilder he can be. I've heard from many accounts that Deontay Wilder is hitting harder than he ever has before with 18 and 20 ounce gloves. That is a scary proposition, my friend. Well, you you play Malik Scott for a minute. What what do you tell Deontay Wilder? Because obviously the second fight, he, he, he... for lack of a better term, he got his ass kicked. So how do mm-hmm. how in the grand scheme of things does he kind of turn that around and, and make this a more competitive fight? You know, obviously he's got the big eraser, so I mean he, he may he may not even have to be that competitive. He just needs one split second to turn everything around. But that I, being said, that being said, what's he have to do to you know be more competitive, especially if this fight goes some rounds? I think the key is, is the jab. Deontay Wilder has an underrated jab, and he's got to go back to using it. People talk about, oh, well, Deontay Wilder doesn't have much boxing skill, this and that. Well, let's go back to 2008, and Deontay Wilder won a bronze medal in the Olympics. You don't do that by not having any boxing skill. Deontay Wilder needs to use his jab, double up on the jab, and set up that right hand. He was waiting for that one home run shot, in the second fight, and Fury put together punches and just bulldozed him and was able to barrel right over him. Deontay Wilder needs to use the jab to get Tyson Fury to think about something because when the jab comes, Fury knows the right hand at some point is going to be thrown. You can't just throw a lead right hand and expect Tyson Fury to be sitting there and saying, here, come flip me, no matter how fast the right hand is. He's got to use his jab. And also, if Fury comes forward, I know that Deontay Wilder has been working on his strength and conditioning. If Fury comes forward, Deontay Wilder needs to hold his ground and start to attack and not allow Fury to put him on his back foot. I think that is two of the keys. One, Wilder has to use his jab. Two, Wilder needs to hold his ground and not allow Fury to back him up. Wilder must be the alpha male and the bully that he has done and demonstrated over the course of his career. That is what he has to do against Tyson Fury. He must create doubt in the Gypsy King's mind. And if he doubles up on the jab and he starts to land something significant early, I think that will create that doubt in Tyson Fury's mind. What, what, um, 
what, what do you make of, uh, I know we were sitting at the weighing together back in 2000 or early 2020. We all were scratching our heads when, when it, what was it, about 275 for Fury the last time? Yes. Sugar, Sugar Hill came out, his trainer, and said, yeah, he may be 20 pounds heavier this time. I don't know if you heard him say that or read them say it. What do you make of that? Of uh, I mean, or, or do you think that's a bunch of BS that Fury's going to come in in the 290s? I think that's gamesmanship because I saw Fury on Tuesday and unless that I'm so off, you know, base when it comes to being able to analyze somebody's body, Fury looks in good shape. And I think he's coming in around 275, 280 at the max. Fury looks in good shape. Is he an Adonis? No, he never has been, probably never will be. But to say that he's teetering in the 290s, the 300s, unless my eyes are deceiving me and I just got a new pair of contacts before I came here to Las Vegas, I think that is highly doubtful. What um so let's just jump in the other other corner. You're Sugar Hill. Are you just telling in terms of game plan? If your 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 charge is Tyson Fury on Saturday night, just just pick up where you left off. Maybe not really change much. Is is that what you you're, you're expecting, or or what what do you think? Uh, we're gonna see how the Gypsy King on Saturday night. I think he's got to change things up because Wilder's gonna be ready for that forward come forward pressure, and he's gonna be. If he decides to go that close in the Lions stand this time, I think Fury's going to get knocked out. So I think what needs to happen is a combination of the two fights. One, the first fight, it was a tactical, brilliant performance from Tyson Fury. I thought the fight went to Deontay Wilder, the first fight. But again, I thought Fury was very competitive in that fight. So he's got to use his slick movement. He's got to be able to use his boxing skill to stay away from Deontay Wilder. But I think at points of the fight, he's going to have to back him up. He's going to be able to have to go and rough him up. So it has to be a combination. The game plan must be a hybrid of both fights, the first and the second fight, which Fury can do. He's got to be able to pick his spots as to when he has Wilder against the ropes and when he tries to rough him up. But he also needs to frustrate him mentally and use his feints and his head movement and also his boxing skill to throw him off base and not allow Wilder to get into a rhythm. Uh, you mentioned quickly, uh, well, quickly undercard. Uh just a tremendous card. I mean, when you, when you have fighters like Julian Williams and Edgar Belonga kind of fighting on the, the middle portion, the ESPN2 FS1 portion uh, of the card, you know you know it's stacked. Um, obviously, we, we have Usak, who just uh, won three belts, and you have uh, other contenders like Dillian White. The next, I guess maybe the bottom of the top ten of the heavyweight division will kind of be made clear on Saturday night based on a, a couple of undercard fights, uh, most notably uh, Konaki and Hellenius, and also a jog against Frank Sanchez. Uh, a couple seconds on each of those fights. Well, listen, Adam Konatsky is the most focused that I've ever seen him. His wife is expecting their next child or second child a couple of days from now. So he realizes that this is an opportunity to rectify that blemish, but he's got to get past Hellenius, and he's got to beat him handily. With Hellenius... I think he's pissed off that he had to give this rematch to Adam Kovnatsky in the fashion that he did. But you know what? The business is boxing says, hey, guess what? You're going to be paid handsomely. you got to give this guy a rematch. And I think Hellenius wants to prove, look, this guy's not on my level. For Sanchez and Ajagba, Sanchez is coming from the Cuban school of boxing. He's working with Eddie Reynoso and the Canelo team in San Diego. He's picked up a lot of trades from those guys in terms of being an aggressive Cuban fighter. For F.A. Ajagba, he wants to demonstrate, look, Frank Sanchez, even though he's a Cuban school of boxing guy, but my power, I'm a physical specimen. I'm going to dominate him 
and be more physical than him and put him in precarious positions that he's not ready to handle. Sparring and tactics are one thing, but I am a fighter, and I'm going to put you in bad spots, and I'm going to hurt you. That's what I got from all four guys during today's undercard press conference. Well, we're going to let you go in a minute, Ray. I, I know, the, obviously, we're, there's uh, uh, Brian Kenny, his crew being in the United States. Uh, I know the, you, the UK has their own uh, their own set of broadcasters. What, where are we going to be able to hear Ray and Christina? So we'll be for everywhere else around the world. So myself and Christina Poncher, who I really enjoy working with, I think she is so talented. Terrific. She yep. does a wonderful job. She's a great person as well. So she'll be doing the play-by-play. I will be doing the analysis. And guess what, Mark? And I've been telling people, right before 5 o'clock on the ESPN app and the Fox Sports app, we got three fun undercard fights for you. I think Robesi Robesi Ramirez is fighting an undefeated guy. What are the other two fights uh, beside that? Yeah, the other two two fights, we'll go ahead and we'll dive into that on on Saturday as I've been so busy when it comes to, you know, top-heavy the last six fights on. But you know what? They're all going to be fun. They're all going to be exciting. And like I said, right before 5 o'clock Eastern, tune into the ESPN app, the Fox Sports app. We got three fun fights for you for over two hours. And then from there, we transition to ESPN 2, FS1, then the pay-per-view at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific time. And then either Christina and I will be conducting the press conference with the winner. So if Fury wins, she'll handle the press conference for Fury. If Wilder wins, I'll handle the post-fight press conference for the Bronze Bummer, Deontay Wilder. But either way, Mark, I think we get a heck of a night of boxing and something that we'll always remember. And, fa- and and fans all over the world will be able to hear you and Christina during during exactly. during, during. So, so, so you, we're excited, you, man. You have, a, you have a country you want to shout out to, t- t- tell them to, t- to tune in? I love Australia. <laughs> Australia's been very, very good to me, my man. The Australian fans, I love those people, man. They tune in all the time on the fights that I do by myself and working with Christina Poncher. I'm putting on a different hat. You know I don't wear hats because my hair's too damn good, Mark. Is, so it, I'm not going to actually hair. put on a physical hat. And but, you know um, the great, I'm going to put on my analyst hat on Saturday. The great thing about that, they'll be they'll be having their coffee on Sunday morning. They can watch Rain Christina call the heavyweight championship of the world. What better, what better is that? Listen, I don't think it gets much better than that. You know what? Her and I are very focused. We're determined. And we're going to bring a heck of a show. We're going to bring our A game on Saturday night or Sunday morning. So when you're having your coffee out in Australia, tune in to the Wilder Fury 3 fight because you're going to get a heck of a night or a heck of a morning and afternoon of boxing. And we're going to be so amped up. We're going to bring you the excitement of Las Vegas right into your living room in Australia and all over the world. Waking up with Ray and Christina, watching uh, the heavyweight title of fight, drinking your coffee in Australia. It really doesn't get any better. Well, Ray, I know uh, you, you, you're a very busy man. You've uh, done an unbelievable job. I've watched all the press conferences and grand arrivals. Well, uh, I'm sure you, you'll, you'll be on a lot of, uh, from a lot of cameras all over the world this weekend. Ray, we thank you for a few minutes of your time. And uh, I know you're about, probably like 15 feet from a couple, uh, uh, a couple roulette tables. Put 20 on, 20 on red for me. I love it. 20 and red, I'm going to make it happen. And also, Mark, I got to tell you, man, fight weeks are fun, but we miss you, my man. Hopefully I'll see you here at the beginning of November for Absolutely. Canelo Absolutely. Hey, there, there you go. So I was going to surprise everyone, but we're going to be doing a lot of podcasting live uh, Canelo week from uh, the MGM Grand Canelo and Canelo plant. So we are uh, just a few weeks away from that. But first things first, Ray has got a big job to do Saturday night, the big heavyweight championship of the world, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, the trilogy. Ray, thank you for a few minutes of your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Mark. Have a great one, my man.
Thank you.